This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Dave, have you ever heard the story of the city mouse and the country mouse? It's an Aesop tale. I haven't. I don't even know what that is, Benny. Well, this is a it's a story about a city mouse that decides to visit his country cousin. It's interesting the differences and why they chose to live like they did. We're kind of like that too, you and I. I guess so. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so that you may live wherever you like. I am Benny Copeland, trainer of people, behaviorist to the dogs, and just like you, the listener, we are dog lovers. (laughs) We're something like that. We're dog lovers. Okay, Dave put his notes down. All right. So thanks, Dave, for being my guest again today. Happy Wednesday, Benny. How are you today? Oh, is today Wednesday? I thought it was Tuesday. (laughs) I'm very good. Today is Tuesday. The show gets released on Wednesday, so today is Wednesday. Yeah, but we record. (laughs) Okay. Jeez, you're killing me. So I live in a rural Nashville. I have a fenced-in yard to let my dogs out when they need to do some running or even go potty. I don't leave them out there all the time, but I don't have to watch them 100% of the time either. Um, It's only been a few years that I've had a house, and I can never imagine going back to the apartment or urban living with my dogs. Dave, describe your situation with Sunshine. So Judy and I and Sunshine live downtown, and we are in a loft-type building with multiple neighbors and such. And unfortunately, we don't have a backyard. We have a balcony. But in order to take the dog out, we go to the parks, um, You can go down the stairs, the elevator, etc. But it's very different for Sunshine, who we've talked about before. She's uh, going on 12. And probably for the first, I would say, eight or nine years of her life, lived in a house similar to yours with a big backyard and she had a swimming pool and a doggy door she could come and go as she pleases so it's been definitely different for her and for us for that matter being doggy parents living in a more urban environment she had her own swimming pool she did she went in the swimming pool more than we did oh my gosh i saw a dog one time that did that the dog turned yellow because of the um because of the chlorine in the judy pool. turned green her hair turned green once but Let's get all country mouse versus city mouse right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior... 
then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. You and I had a discussion one day about the things that are different and important for an urban dweller. Now, in the story about the mice, the country mouse decides after visiting his city mouse friend that he's going to move back to the country because of the fear and dangers of living in a city. As a matter of fact, they get chased back into their hole by a cat. And the city mouse lives in the city because of the opportunities and the convenience of things there. And there's a lot more available. What do you think the differences are for you and I as a dog owner and other dog lovers um, when they're in the city thing? And I'll give you little um, subject topics that we had talked about. And then let's kind of talk about that. So number one, potty training. So potty training, obviously, it's a lot different when you're urban living. Um, for us, the dog has to be a little bit smarter where she kind of can look at us and say, you know what, it's time for me to go or we have her on a, a schedule, but there's definitely more involved with, okay, who's going to take the dog out? We got a leash and harness up and go for a walk. And if it's raining, um, just a lot more thought has to go into just going potty versus I think if you live like I was talking about your place or our place, like this morning we were having breakfast and beans needed to go out. And what do you do? You just fling the door open and out goes the dog, which is a great thing. And so in a way, it almost feels like there's a little bit more freedom when they're living in the country for the dogs and for the owners for that matter, because they can kind of come and go as they please as long as they're in the backyard and around the area. Yeah, and I would agree to that. Um, I don't know that if intelligence has anything to do with it, um, but it definitely is more of a routine. Would you say, and, and, I, and I say that because Beans and Oz don't really have a routine. I mean, we do the same thing, but it's not always at the same time. It's not always at the same, you know, in the same situation. And you're right. Like last night, Beans was driving me nuts because she kept wanting to go outside. So finally, I actually propped the door open just to let her come and go at her own um, it was more about, you know, hearing noises outside and stuff than having to go potty. But I'll even do that in those situations as well. Hey, I do have a question because you said something about this earlier. Do, do you think some people let their dogs poop on their patio? Boy, I hope not. Um, we One of our neighbors was potty training her puppy, but it, she had pee pads out on the patio. I don't think people would do that. Although there are some neighbors that have bird feeders and the birds poop all over the place. <laughs> I wonder who that is. My neighbor uh, just right next door has a big porch and um, their dog has actually learned how to get like over and under the fence. And so they leave it on the back porch. And I know this dog poops and pees all over their back porch, which is very gross to me. It's a big porch, but still, I mean, you go out there and clean that up. That's gross. But wait a second. I think that goes back to a couple episodes ago. Is your dog an a-hole? 
or, or is your owner that way? Because that right. sounds like a little owner. That sounds issue. more lazy than a hole, but he's yeah. definitely not an a hole. I really uh, love my neighbor, but uh, he definitely is uh, really lazy about it. And I think you know he got the dog for the kids and obviously. Well, and so potty training is a big thing. I do believe that the routine has to be very different. Everything's on the leash. Uh, that that brings me to a whole nother thing. You know, my dogs, they're okay walking on a leash, but I don't always walk them on a leash all the time. I and mean, they're very good when I've got on a leash and we're going for a walk. But I mean, do, does your dog have to be even that much better? The interesting thing with sunshine, and I think, again, this is a city thing, is that most places expect your dog to be on a leash, no matter how well-trained or great behavior the dog has. We've mentioned in the past with sunshine, she really doesn't need a leash. I mean, she heals at our side the whole time, will walk anywhere. Um, And we actually had this conversation in one of the downtown parks in Nashville with the ranger. He came out and sunshine wasn't on a leash, and, and he's kind of read us the riot act and said, you know, dog has to be on the leash. Um, and we, so we had, I had kind of had challenged him a little bit saying, well, I'm curbing my dog. I'm picking up after her. she's right at my side. And, and I kind of did a few different uh, routines where she would go away and I'd call him back and kind of showed him. And he's like, well, that's all fine and nice, but put your dog on a leash. Yeah. I mean, it is the law, right? So, yeah. and you know, and, and I understand that I'm, I'm the same way. And, um, I actually had a dog that was on the leash and just running and chasing to get a ball, but she was on the leash. I got a ticket for my dog running at large out of control. And my dog was very much in control. I've done a, actually a whole podcast on that, um, where I did a video and showed how in control she is because she was super trained. Right. Um, but it is the law. And I was even told by the judge, you better never show up in my court again for that. So um, even though he dismissed the case. So what about, um, I mean, this is a big thing that's different for you. And and I talk to a lot of clients because most of my clients um, live in homes and have yards and things like that. And they don't have a lot of visitors, especially now during all the COVID stuff. What about greeting other dogs and greeting other people? What is it that you see that is or could be very different? With my dogs, they're so few and far between. I mean, I really have to work with them on greeting. Uh, what about you guys? I think you just nailed it on the head with um, living more in the country or less urban. There's probably not as many interactions with dogs because you have your own property and your dogs are running on your own property. In the city, we when we go on a walk, we probably see five, six, seven dogs. And so it's, I think, a l- more important in the urban environment that your dog understands how to greet other dogs because there's going to be a lot more interaction. And we take Sunshine, especially when she was a little bit younger, to dog parks. And interestingly enough, you'll see, I would say most of the dogs were well-behaved. And there are a few that were not. But in general, I think city dogs probably see each other more because of the walking back and forth. Yeah, and I and I think that that's a big reason why Oz is still, you know, not really good at greeting because I never was forced to do that. Um, it never was. I, I'm forced in situations where new people come over like you guys. When you first came over, I have to introduce him. But I don't have to do that on a consistent basis. I think if I was walking every day and we were seeing, you know, dogs every day, uh, I definitely would have worked on it a lot more. So, yeah, I mean, uh, greeting other dogs, greeting other people, things like that. Um, to me, you, you're just so more um, I don't know, saturated with that because you just can't help it. I mean, I remember this is kind of what brought the topic up. We were walking around this new uh, condo complex 
uh, down in downtown. Right. And there were so many people with dogs. Yeah. I mean, it's just like insane. But what about something else you brought up? You said something about going to the dog park. Um, what about like just exercise in general, like over, over, you know, the period of the dog's life. And especially with you guys, we talked about uh, Sunshine is a little bit older, um, you know, and she does still need exercise, but not to the level of what maybe Beans needs. What about, how do you um, compensate for that? Well, we found two things living in the city. When Sunshine was a little bit younger, we would actually go to some of the parks or the bigger parks and kind of out of the way places, sometimes um, like schools that had big fields and we'd throw the frisbee with her we'd take her off leash and like i said she's not a runner um and we would throw the ball throw the frisbee and kind of get her run on if you will now that she's older we actually drive to the parks we still do walks with her in the park but we're not we're right in the middle of nashville and so we could walk probably six or seven blocks to the park. But what we found as she aged, and there's another podcast we did on senior dogs, we've changed our habits. So we're actually driving to the park, even though it's only five blocks away, because then Sunshine gets more park time, which we think is a little bit more quality. There's trees and squirrels and such. Yeah, I mean, because by the time you walk there and knowing that you're going to have to walk back, she's probably done. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, and that's good. Um, you know, and I, I always like parks, especially for the socialization aspect of it. Um, what I found is a lot of these condo complexes have these little small dog parks with fake grass and yeah. all that stuff. And, and uh, uh, there's one um, right in the gulch that's super long, runs right alongside the interstate. I'm like, what a great opportunity uh, to use this this space that probably would have never gotten used. And they made a little dog park out of it. And it's, and it's a public dog park for anybody. Um, and I really like that, uh, that they have that aspect and that they have the ability to let dogs still, they need to socialize. I think socialization is so much more important, like we talked about greeting other dogs and people um, in your situation. That's one of the things about Nashville that I would echo what you just said is that they've done a great job using green space and they make it accessible not only to people, but to dogs as well. And, and again, they have to be on leash, but there's some great parks around Nashville that have lots of dogs. And then there's a fenced in dog park where you can let them run if they want. There's multiples. Um, and so it's a, it's a nice area to bring up a dog if you're living in a city. Yeah, and then, you know, and that's actually just been in the re in the last like uh, ten years that they've really done that and and made that uh, made those kind of changes and choices. And of course, we haven't had the urban living in Nashville that we have now. It's insane, um, the building and the uh, number of sure. populated areas that were they were not people <laughs> in them before. You know, so yeah. Um, what about? You got one oh, I do have a question. Yeah, yeah. So, as you know, Judy and I have talked about getting a puppy, and it's coming sooner and sooner. At some point, we're going to get the dog a new puppy. And all of the dogs we've had, we've lived before with a big backyard, kind of in the country, and then they grew up that way with a lot of freedom. Then we moved to the city. Now it's going to be different. We're going to have a puppy that starts out in the city. And then at some point, we're going to get a retirement house and we'll have then a, a bigger yard. And I'm just wondering your opinion on bringing a puppy up in the city, how much that will be different versus bringing puppies up like we have on the countryside. 
That's a that's a great question. As a matter of fact, um, the last two little topics I was going to talk about, this is a great segue into those topics too. Um, my biggest thing with um, with the uh, uh, bringing a puppy up is just the different environment. Number one, you're probably going to have a lot more accidents than normal um, just because of the ability to get your dog in and out. You know, right. I think we even talked about one time where a guy waits so long to get his dog out that his dog is pooping on the stairwell, you know, coming down or something like that. Right. So those are the things that you got to think about. Um, you may have those kind of accidents. You may have those kind of things that are going on, especially with a puppy. Um, another big thing is noises. Noises are so different. Um, oh, yeah. I. I happen to live by a uh, close to a fire department, and so I do get the fire trucks and things like that at least four or five times during the week um, that they pass by the house, or we can hear that a lot. And, and you've actually heard Beans um, howling howl right. when when she hears the fire trucks and stuff. And um, you know, so the the noise sensitivity is one of those things uh, where I and, and I'm going to call you out here. You guys are very reactive to your dog when she has these noise sensitivities, these noise things. And that's one of those things where you're going to have to be very careful that you don't create that she has these fears and these Because uh, we reinforce it by touching her, right? Right, Which is and the, trying to calm her down. Right. Yeah. And, and you react real big. As a matter of fact, there was one day where I knew this noise was going to happen. And I told you both to not do anything. And, and Sunshine actually just laid there like nothing was going on. And usually, you got, usually you're both so horrible about here it comes. Let's get her. Let's hold her. You know, and she gets these big eyes and stuff. And, you know, some of that's that. Um, she's not really over the top bad. I've seen so much worse uh, with dogs. Plus, it's one of those things where you're just being a human. You know, you're reacting and responding. You want your dog to be safe and comfortable and feel good. So, those are a big thing that, you know, you have to think about in the situations you're in. I think two of the things that you've told us in the past that I really try to take to heart is that um, you had always said that touching is probably the biggest. Uh, uh, it is re- the biggest re- reward. Yeah. yeah, reward. And so you're reinforcing a behavior, a bad behavior, if you're doing the touching piece. And then the second thing is that the dog can feel the tension on the leash. So if you're out walking your dog, and as an owner, if I'm pulling back on the leash or doing something unique, you're kind of sending fear waves or caution waves to the dog. So, you know, again, it comes back to training the owners. Yeah, I like I like that word caution waves. You know, it's one of those things where um, I always say that the leash the leash is a um, uh, extension extension, not extension, but like it 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 whatever you're feeling, it's like an it, it's like a little uh, connection to your dog um, that way too. And so whatever you're feeling kind of goes through the leash and your energy. And so um, yeah, I mean that could be it. There's you know that's. Those are some uh, small aspects of, of what you do. It's really more about creating a habit. You know, if you catch yourself in the act or whatever, doing those things, you can, you can kind of lay off it and, and look at it the next time. But what I would add to that is the owner has to be smart because Sunshine is now afraid of um, fireworks, of thunder. And I actually think that was part lead Judy and I's fault because there's a 4th of July probably about six years ago that we and she hadn't been afraid of loud noises and so we actually walked toward the fireworks in Nashville and anybody who's been here for 4th of July knows that it's an amazing 35 minutes of like booms and yeah. yeah and so we started to walk down thinking we could go to the river and watch the fireworks and we walked her into that and that's when the whole thing started so we have to be smarter 
Yeah, and that's and that's all just part of being aware, you know, just being aware of how your dog reacts. And I think that that goes to this whole urban thing is just being aware that you have to do a routine. You know, you're going to get a puppy. You're going to have to be very, very strict on your routine, um, time-wise and everything as much as you can up front. You guys, you're in a very different situation than most people, too. Um, you don't have a job that you have to go to every day. So you have this opportunity um, to really work with your dog. And, and work through those things. Uh, the last thing I was going to talk about, and I do have a couple other little questions, but the last thing I wanted to talk about was extracurricular activities. What are some of the extra things? You talked about throwing the Frisbee um, with Sunshine, uh, and I know you're not doing that now, but what are some of the other things that you guys um, could do or do-do? Do-do? Do-do. So... It- with her aging, and again, probably a separate uh, episode, but her uh, back hips are kind of getting arthritic and such. And so back in the day when we had a house, she would swim My in the pool. My back hips are getting arthritic. <laughs> we actually are looking to find a pool that she can swim in. And so there are actually some around oh. Nashville. So we want to get her that extra exercise. So that's a little bit unique because we're urban. But we go on lo- on walks, not as long with her. She's actually very much into car rides. And so we were just in Asheville the other day and um, spent some good time there. And she went along with us. And we have uh, her set up in the back. And it's getting a little bit tougher to jump in and out of the car. But she's doing still a good job and we think she really enjoys that. So we, we take her on trips and obviously we're not going to take her any place uh, when it's hot out that we leave her in the car. She's always with us. Um, and, and then we go to certain like home depots. We'll, we'll take dogs in. you can walk them in. There's some breweries that you can take to patios and such. So it's probably more that she's not much in the play anymore. Yeah, it was funny because when y'all came in today, uh, how Beans kept running up and down the hall trying to get her to play, and she would just watch her as she would run around. As Beans that would was run the play. Her. Yeah. It was her play, like watching her. Uh, okay, so I got a few quick questions, um, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, why do you think so many people in urban situations are getting dogs and have dogs? That's a great question. A lot of the people that I see with dogs, I think it's it's split. You have some single folks that have um, just, they're going out on their own and they want some companionship. That scares me a little bit, especially in COVID time, because they have a lot of time at home right now with the dog. And I'm a little bit afraid in 2021 when they start possibly going back into the office. Now they've got this cute puppy that's a giant dog that's at home by themselves. So I think part of the reason maybe was companionship during COVID. But honestly, the other piece, and probably more so, is I see a lot of families. So it's it's a couple that has a young child, and they're actually creating their community with the dog and with the baby and such. And um, I think those folks are, again, it's just a certain age that more people are, are wanting to create their community around them. Yeah, I, and that's great because, I mean, again, Nashville being so new to this urban dwelling and this urban living, it's just, uh, it's really interesting to um, see all the people with dogs. And, and I do see a good mix of couples and families and, and uh, single, single people as well. For us, for Judy and I, just to interject, we're the type of people that are always going to have dogs. Um, so at one point, we had three dogs and a cat. We're down to just sunshine now. So we're planning on getting... Um, a puppy because I can't really see much time in the rest of my lives or our lives without an animal because we love animals. Yeah. And Judy and I are going to talk a little bit about that on the next show. So uh, another question, 
Uh, how well you actually answered this one. I was going to ask you how well do you think dogs adapt to this type of living, and are there some things that you see they you know adapt to better or not as good? And and one of the things that you did mention was that you know that people are home so often. Um, I've actually seen dogs that aren't used to the owners being home so much, and they're actually creating some anxieties and some of the things that I've had to work on. But the my last question, we'll answer this real quick, and then I'll do the uh, summary. What do you think are some of the negative aspects of the urban dwelling? I'm thinking. I, you know, if, if you're a good parent to your dogs, I don't think there's many negatives in it. You just have to change some of the routines. You have to pay attention to your dog. It's different, right? You, the dog can't just run out in the backyard. But again, with Sunshine, we know when she needs to go out. We do have a routine. It's more of a time commitment. I don't know if that's a, a positive or negative, but um, you know, most people I'm sure that listen to the podcast love their animals. They love their dogs, and they're gonna they're gonna do the right thing for the dogs. So I, I think it works either way. Great. So not really negative aspects, just something different and something you have to be aware of if right. you're uh, going to you know, live in the urban areas and uh, decide you want to have a dog as part of the family. Well, great. Thanks, Dave. Um, Thank today, you, Dave again joins the show and we talk about urban dogs. You discovered some of the positive and negative aspects, not many negative, of urban dwelling. You also learned some things you may need to know if you live in the city and are thinking about getting a dog. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jayner and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog. <laughs>